The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 142 of Spur of the Moment. Yeah, coming straight from the Simonator Studios in the heart of Texas, the Spurs lost one to the Washington Wizards. Tough game for them as it fell by a score of 136 to 124. Uh, You know, it's one of those games dropping the Spurs record in 19 and 55 overall, but Corey Crick... Corey Kispert for the Wizards hit uh, six three-pointers, had 26 points that powered their win, and the Spurs came up short and lost by 12. Uh, you know, some good things happened and some players performed well. I mean, obviously we scored a lot of points, but uh, just came up short. It was like basically in that second half, the Wizards kind of pulled away. Drew, what were your thoughts about this one? Yeah, great game from the Wizards. I knew some other players were going to have to step up and they had four guys with double figure, with 20 plus points. They had good I mean Dewan Wright, who had 24, Porzingis had 23, Adjiva had 21 and Kispert had 26. So a great night from the Wizards, but it was a close game, scored a lot of points, but just didn't play defense like it's been all season. Yeah. So the Spurs came up short and uh just kind of is what it is. We're getting on the home stretch and uh that brings us to 65-74 games. That brings us to eight games remaining on the season after this one. Let's get to our uh, interview for the game. And this one's kind of special to me because uh, I'm a Julian Champagne fan. I saw him play with the Austin Spurs uh, earlier, but he had his career height. And let's listen to what he had to say. How's your time been with the Spurs? And are you, are you seeing, uh, is that what you did tonight indicative of your growth? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest part that I'm comfortable here. You know, coach and the players, they all, you know, kind of drag me along. They're like, yo, you know, we know it's your first real opportunity playing in the NBA. So, you know, just learning and, and, and growing. You know, I make, make some mistakes right there. Coach will tell me, let me know. Um, but for the most part, they let me play. I think that's the best part. Like, when you're comfortable, you know, you're able to play the game basketball. Sure, sure. What do you what do you think uh, you do best uh, as a player? Uh, like I like, like I've been saying this whole time since, since I got here. Um, I'm a role player. You know, I do my job well. Um, that's what I plan to do is just do my job well and kind of fit where I gotta be fitting. You know, that's 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 that. I think I shoot the ball pretty well. I'm shooting it from three today, but um, I think that's what I do. I space the floor and we'll knock a shot down. We'll play hard. Um, we'll give all I got. Is it neat being in an atmosphere where you you got so many other guys that are in the same boat as you? Uh, Dom, Sandro, you know, young guys that are trying to establish careers. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think everybody on the team is young, so I think that's probably the best part about this whole team for me. Like, everybody's young, you know, so as I'm learning something, everybody's learning something. It's not like we have, you know, 10-year vets and, 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 and stuff like that, but the, the best part is that we're all young. We all get to learn from each other, and everybody's receptive to learning. Like, no one's really upset when someone tells them, oh, you messed up. Like, you know, like, I messed up today, and coach got on me about it, and the players were like, yo, like, you know, like, do this to that, and it was fine, like, you know, so... Um, I think it is a unique situation when you have a bunch of guys that are doing the same thing you're trying to do. Um, but it's fun. I mean, at the end of the day, you can't take it for granted. Um, we're all getting an opportunity right now, so we're all just making the best. That's the most of 
All right, so if you heard the voice in the background at the starting, that was Jeremy Sohan in the locker room, I could tell. But uh, anyway, I liked what he talked about, Julian Champagne, talking about fitting in with the young Spurs. And that's just kind of where we are right now. It's nice to see G League players getting an opportunity this late in the season, and uh, we'll see how that plays out. Now it's time for our Tankathon segment. And tonight's Tankathon, obviously the Spurs are sitting in that third pick. We've been sitting there for quite a while. Let's see where tonight lands us. Ooh, we dropped a fifth tonight. So if we're the fifth pick, Drew, who do you think we get? And I know we've talked about a lot of them. Yeah, with the fifth pick, I think we take Amin Thompson at the fifth pick. I mean, Oscar Thompson. Oscar Thompson. My bad. I think we take him at the fifth pick. And we've talked about him a lot, so I'm not going to get much into it. But great shooter, good defense, good Strong. Yeah, I think Oscar Thompson's the guy there for the Spurs. And I think just 3 and D, kind of giving us a, a forward guard type, but uh, just to help the Spurs transition more to positionless basketball. All right, let's get to our top two, bottom two. Drew, who are your top two? Yeah, we have a lot, of choose, a lot to choose from today because we had seven guys in double figures. But my number one, and I think you have to go with him as your number one, Keldon Johnson with 30 points. A great night, double-double with 10 rebounds, 4 assists, shooting 11 of 17 from the field, and 3 of 5 from the 3-point three, three, three line. Great night from Keldon, and he makes my number one. My second on the top two, give me some Doug McDermott, who hasn't made my top two list in a long time, but knocked down some shots today. 18 points, shooting 3 of 8 from the 3-point line, and 6 of 14 from the field in 18 minutes, so those are my top two. Let's hear what your top two has. Yeah, I had Keldon also as my number one, and you already went through his stats, but I just liked his overall game, and I liked his three-point percentage, three of five shooting, uh, getting to be smart and choosy about those. I know he started off well shooting threes, kind of went through a little bit of a lull in the season, but he's he's picking it back up, and his shot selection's uh, really starting to hit. My number two was another guy that did really well from three-point line. Uh, that's Kata Bates-Diop. He was four of five. But he finished the night with 20 points and 7 rebounds, which for Kata Bates, that's a great game. So that's my top two. All right, let's get to the bottom two, Drew. Who'd you have? Yeah, as my number one on the bottom two list, I went with Dominic Barlow in this one. Four points, five fouls, not a rough shooting night, but he makes my number one on the bottom two. My number two on the bottom two, I'm going to go with Devontae Graham in this one. Five points, very inefficient, two of eight from the field, and one of six from the three-point line in 21 minutes. So those are my two bottom two. All right. Well, I had uh, Blake Wesley as my number one on my bottom two. Uh, he was 0 of 6 and uh, also missed a 3. So just not a great night for Blake. But a career high in assist. Yeah, no, great on the assist. But uh, shooting-wise, yeah, it wasn't there. And my number two, I also had Devontae Graham as well. Two of eight shooting, just didn't get it done for me. So that's the bottom two. All right, now it's time for our question of the day. Remember, you can always text your questions to 512-540-1626. Tonight's question comes from Sharon in Denton, Texas. Sharon asks, who do you guys think is better, Trey Jones or Malachi Branham? So I'm going to turn that one over to Drew after he thinks about it, and I'll follow him up. Yikes, that is a very great question, but I think it's pretty easy for me. What do you think I'm going to say? I think you're going to say Trey Jones. Yes, correct. Trey Jones, better passer, better rebounder, a better score. No, I give no. that to Malachi. I give that to Malachi. 
Malachi's a better shooter, but Trey Jones is better defensively. But Malachi Branham will definitely develop into a starter shooting guard role, and I think Trey Jones is a career backup point guard. Yeah, I think that one's a tough, tough one for me as well, just because I think they, you know, there's different roles. I think Malachi Branham is a high volume scorer, and I think he he will continue to develop in that. Trey Jones, I really liked how he's manned the ship for us. And, you know, he may be a starting point guard. He may be a backup point guard. I don't know where his career lands, but he kind of reminds me of a upgraded uh, Avery Johnson version back in the late late 90s. And that's a player I didn't think would be the guy, and then all of a sudden we're winning the championship and Avery Johnson's the point guard. And that's kind of what Trey Jones reminds me of. So just to give my answer clearly, I mean, it's a really tough question, and I appreciate that, Sharon. But uh, I'm going to say... Right now, today, I would also go with Trey Jones. But I think if you ask me that question next year or in two years, I think it's going to be easily Malachi Branham because I think you're going to see one of the best shooters in the NBA, one of the higher level. Yeah, hot take coming in hot. So, thanks for your question. Let's get on to this day in Spurs history. Yeah, we have a great this day in Spurs history. We're going to go back to March 24th, 2019, where the San Antonio Spurs destroyed the Boston Celtics 115 to 96. Both of these teams had similar records. The Spurs record was 43 and 31 and the Celtics was 43 and 31. So a very evenly matched matchup, but one guy decided to show up, LaMarcus Aldridge, who had 48 points, wow. 13 rebounds, 6 assists in 37 minutes. That was one of his best games of his career by far. We had DeMar DeRozan, who put up 16 points and 11 assists. Derek White, who had 4, 4, and 5. Jakob Pertl with 10 boards. And Patty Mills knocked down four threes with 12 points. And Bertans with 9 points and 6 rebounds. A great game, showing LaMarcus Aldridge's third best scoring night. Wow, that's awesome. I Man, 48 points, that's Pretty impressive, but then when you couple the other stats, that's a huge, yeah, that's huge one game. of the best games of his career. Yeah, that's a great this day, Drew. Thank you for that. All right, now it's time to preview our upcoming game. And the Spurs, things don't get any easier. We have to go to Boston and play the Celtics. Drew, what can you tell us about the Boston Celtics? Wow, this Boston Celtics team. They've been on a drought lately, haven't been winning much games, but that's all right. I still think they're really one of the best teams. I mean, Every team goes through a drought. Every championship team goes through a drought, except maybe the Warriors and the Bulls those two years. But that's it's every team goes through a drought. But their leading scorer is Jason Tatum, who's averaging 30 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists. Jalen Brown, who's averaging 27 points, 5 rebounds, and 7 assists. Brogdon, 6th man of the year candidate, averaging 15 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Derek White, former Spur, he'll be back. 12 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists. And Marcus Smart, 11 points, 6 assists. And there's a lot of other guys. They're a very deep team. What are your thoughts on Boston? Yeah, I like the Celtics, and I think they're one of the top four teams in the NBA. I don't think they may not be there in the finals this year, but I think they're going to be pretty stinking close. So I think they're definitely a tough tough opponent. Um, Vegas odds have uh, the Celtics winning by 17. I'm going to say it's going to be worse than that. I've got the Spurs losing by 20. Uh, but my player to go off for the Spurs, I'm going to go with Sandro, Sandro Mamu Kelashvili as my player to go off in this one. I think he's going to have a big night against the Celt. 
Drew, what about you, your prediction player? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that much of a blowout. Let's go back to when we last played them. We only lost by five, and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were healthy. So I think that we can play it close, and I think we'll lose by four. And my player to go off will be Zach Collins, who the last time we faced off against the Celtics, we had, he scored 18 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. And I forgot to mention, no Devin Vassell and Keldon when we only lost by 5. Wow. So that'll be a tough one. That's a nice tidbit. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Spur of the Moment podcast. Thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. We're on the home stretch. We're getting toward the end of the season. And not that anybody's looking forward to it, but May 16th is the lottery. All right. All right, Drew, would you take us home, please? Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And as always, go Spurs, go!